This is episode 326, Navigating Unhealthy Family Dynamics with Nicole. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Just a reminder that every Wednesday, you'll see a numbered episode like this, where it's a unscripted, unedited, unproduced coaching session between me and a wonderful, vulnerable, courageous caller. And then every Saturday, I put up something called Coach's Corner, where I talk to another expert, or I just come on and talk to you, or I bring my husband on. So it's a mix of two different kinds of shows on the show. And thank you to all the new listeners who are here. If you missed last week, Coach's Corner, with my dear friend and co-founder of Elementum Coaching Institute, Alexi Panos. Go back and listen to that, especially if you're considering becoming a coach or you already are a coach and you want to be an even better coach and you're looking for more information on our coaching institute and our certification program. Alexi and I talk about so many things in this episode. It's full of information and full of answers to your questions And when you want to learn more about Elementum, just go to elementumcoachinginstitute.com and all those links will be in the show notes as well. So today's topic is such a timely one, especially around the holidays, because the holidays mean for a lot of people time with family. And I also understand a lot of you can't be with your family this holiday season due to global circumstances personal situations, financial situations. And so if that's a big pain point for you, I just want you to know you have my compassion and I hope that you find a way to connect. I know that the internet isn't as good as the real thing, but you find a way to connect. You find a way to be with people, connect with friends and really take in what I think is just the most magical time of year. And it's also the most triggering time of year for, for so many. So Back to family dynamics. This is a big topic, and especially for a lot of you listening, because you are generational pattern breakers. You are the ones in your family who are like, I'm not going to be motivated by guilt and obligation. I'm not playing into the people-pleasing thing. I'm not doing the victim thing. I'm not doing the martyr thing. I'm not doing the addiction thing. I'm not doing this political conversation thing. Whatever it is, you tend to be the generational pattern breaker. It's one of the reasons you listen to the show. And that can put you in a difficult place in your family. Because if you're the one that's breaking out of a lot of the patterns, you might often be called the selfish one or the righteous one or the one that is into all the woo-woo stuff or whatever it may be. And that can be a really difficult place to be put in. And what I want to encourage you is just to really stand in your truth. Like really, really stand in your truth. Because if you don't, it'll just build resentment. And if you have your own children and you play into the unhealthy family dynamics, then you're not really protecting your own children either. And so many families are just motivated and use guilt and obligation to get people to do things. And if you don't play into the whole well, we're family and you must do this because we're family, then you're uncaring, you're disappointing, fill in the blank. But remember, guilt and obligation is not love. 
That's not love. Just because you say no or have a boundary, really want to honor your truth, does not mean you don't love your family. It doesn't mean you're not a beautiful, wonderful, deserving person. It just means you're not playing into, I sacrifice and collapse my own boundaries, move into people pleasing because you guilt and shame me into doing it. So we've talked about boundaries a lot on this show because it's such a thing that comes up for so many of us. And I just stand with you and standing in your truth and standing firm in your boundaries. And you can do that and still be loving. And you'll see in my conversation with Nicole, one thing we talk about is love itself is unconditional. You can love your family. You can have compassion for them, but relationships are not unconditional. There's conditions to relationships. You know, you wouldn't stay in a relationship where the person kept cheating on you or lying to you or taking your money. You wouldn't stay in a relationship with a friend who constantly gossiped about you and lied to you and, and said things behind your back. I mean, we, there are standards and there are conditions to be in relationship. And from my point of view, just because someone is a blood relative doesn't give them a right to have a relationship with you or be in your life if they're violating certain boundaries and if there is dysfunction and unhealthy behavior here. And some may disagree with me on that. And I stand in my truth on that. And we can all have loving boundaries and love people and have compassion for them, but not tolerate behavior. I don't believe that just because someone has had a hard life and they've been hurt, that they should have just a get out of jail free card to treat other people crappy. I really understand hurt people need more love and all of that kind of stuff. And oh, hurt people hurt people. And we can have compassion for that. Yes, compassion. Yes, love. Yes, understanding. Yes, not take it personally. However, we don't necessarily have to let it into our lives. Just because someone's had a hard life doesn't give them the right to make our life hard. It doesn't give them the right to get away with behavior that's just not right. So happy holidays. (laughs) Welcome to a time of year where lots of family stuff can come up. And I hope you find this episode with Nicole very helpful. As you're listening, consider, do you feel guilty if you shut certain people, especially family members, out of your life? Are you carrying around anger or resentment at how you've been treated by your family? Are you mad at your own parents for not sticking up for you in their family? For example, if grandparents, aunts, uncles, whatever it may be, treated your parents poorly or you poorly, do you have anger at your parents and wish they would have really stuck up for you? And finally, if you are a parent, what do you want to teach your child about family dynamics? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my session with Nicole. And before we dive in, how about balancing those often uncomfortable moments with family? Because there's the dysfunctional that we talked about in the intro, and then there's just the uncomfortable. You know, your aunt asking you about your love life, your cousin calling your boyfriend by the wrong name. You know, there's just those uncomfortable, awkward moments. So you might as well be comfortable in terms of what you're wearing. Your loungewear, your bras, your underwear, third love's got you covered so that comfort is always a given. I mean, the holidays can be a hectic, stressful time. So this holiday season, give yourself or someone else the gift of comfort with third love, your one-stop shop for all women in your life. They have ultra soft loungewear for mom, fun sleepwear sets for your sister, premium activewear for friends, and luxe intimate sets for that special someone. 
Gifting third love means giving joy and feeling good in all day wear that hug better, hold stronger, and support longer. So, you know when you receive a gift you're really excited about or when you buy a gift for someone else and you want to get it for yourself? Well, why not do that with third love? Because you can be a good gifter to the women in your life and you can maybe buy a little something for yourself so that you're more comfortable. I love third love. I love the loungewear. I love that you can take their fitting room quiz and find the right fit just for you when it comes to bras because talk about discomfort and uncomfortable bra. Ugh, it just really makes for not a very comfortable day. So third love will find your perfect fit. It's like a personal shopper with their fitting room quiz. Focus on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style. The fitting room has helped 18 million women find their true bra size. And Third Love brings comfort from the sheets to the streets with the softest sleepwear, luxe, washable silk, and bras that you won't want to take off when you get home. They have 90,000 five-star reviews. So I don't think all those reviews lie. And you can love your fit, guaranteed. If not, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. Third Love's team of fit stylists are also available to chat via text or chat to answer all of your questions. And Third Love is the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S., donating over 40 million worth of bras to help people in need. So here's your call to action. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash over it. That's T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash over it. Again, go to thirdlove.com slash over it for 20% off. And now on to my coaching session with Nicole. Nicole, thanks for being on the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me on. When I initially reached out to be on the podcast, I was actually considering cutting my dad's family out of my life. Mm. But I have literally yesterday done a meditation and it wasn't even about that. It was about my heart chakra And I realized that I actually need to learn to unconditionally love them so that I can unconditionally love myself. So I'm, I guess, just wondering how to navigate that now. Okay. Well, usually it's the reverse. Usually Mm. we unconditionally love ourselves (laughs) Mm. and then we can love others. And so love can be unconditional, but relationships have conditions. Mm-hmm. So what do you think I mean by that? I guess what that brings to mind is um, the fact that I'm now better to ho- able to hold boundaries with people than mm-hmm. I was as a child. Mm-hmm. And so I guess as I'm thinking about trying to kind of recreate a relationship with that part of the family, and in particular my grandma, um, I'm kind of coming at it from this place of, knowing that I can set boundaries and kind of be firm in my, in myself, if that makes sense, while mm-hmm. having a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Why did you want to cut it off? Uh, I think it felt like the easier option at the time. So to give a little bit of background, um, my dad, I guess, was kind of the black sheep of the family. Um, him and my mum met very young. Mum wasn't accepted and his uh, mum, my grandma, kind of spent a lot of time trying to split them up, did some really horrible things, particularly to my mum, but to my dad as a byproduct. And then uh, me and my sisters kind of grew up just 
dealing with all that and kind of as a reflection of mum also being rejected by mm-hmm. her, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think the cutting off was just kind of like, you know, it's too hard. I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And I just cut ties. Mm-hmm. And what is like in terms of the relationship, what is she asking for? What are your, what do your dad's family want to spend time with you? Do they want to spend the holidays with you? And what boundaries do you think you need to put up? Where have they crossed boundaries? Like where does it get unhealthy or toxic? So we've moved states to be away from them pretty much. So I don't have to, particularly with COVID, we haven't seen them in two or three years. But I guess the thing that probably bugs me the most is just the pretending and kind of even though we don't even talk that often, but it's just kind of this fakeness of, you know, let's just pretend that you didn't do all those horrible things to us and pretend that, you know, you love us so much. And I have a young daughter now and it kind of frustrates me that my grandma's trying to form a relationship with her when she never wanted that relationship with me. Mm-hmm. I did actually open a conversation up with her a couple of months ago, which was huge and just said, hey, like I'm doing some work on my inner child stuff and, you know, I was wondering if we could talk about all the stuff that happened in our childhood just to kind of gauge where she was at and to see if she had, I guess, shown any growth or anything like that. But it was just kind of blaming my parents and denying everything and it just kind of showed me that, yeah, nothing's changed so now we just continue to pretend that she's never done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And what... Yeah value do you think you'll receive by having a relationship with her? Why do you want this? Um, I guess what came in the meditation was that it's just healing a part of me and it's not something that I'm wanting in terms of like, I guess I don't need the relationship, but I need to not be triggered when she contacts me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I need that part of me to be at peace. Mm -hmm. with it, I guess. Well, and that won't come from having a relationship that only Mm. comes from forgiveness. Mm. So, and you can forgive and you can have a relationship with her or not. It's kind of inconsequential. It's, it's more about when there's still a trigger, there's still a judgment, there's still a hurt, there's still Mm. an owie in there. Right. Mm. And so I love that. And we, at least in my experience in meditation, things often aren't so literal and a feeling or guidance will come through and the mind will make it mean something. And I don't, I'm not sure if you're in your meditation, you got direct guidance, have a relationship with her, or if it was more about just opening your heart. And if it was more about really opening your heart and moving into that unconditional love, then, then my guidance for you first, and we can put the relationship conversation on pause for now is to really help you move into forgiveness And in order to truly move into forgiveness, we also have to have space to process our really raw emotions. So how much have you really dealt with the the anger and the hurt that you felt, both that you saw your mother go through and that that you've endured? How much have you really processed that? Yeah, to be honest, up until about two or three years ago, I had always thought that I wasn't impacted by it. And I was so focused on like, I'm angry for my mom and my dad and I'm upset for my sisters, but I'm fine. Like nothing impacted me. And so it's still quite new to me, like recognizing that it did impact me. And I Mm -hmm. definitely haven't tapped into 
anger. Like I'm, I'm one of those people that can go to hurt and sadness. I can go down there super easily, but anger, I just can't connect to, but I know that I need to. (laughs) How do you know that you need to? (laughs) Uh, Listening to your podcast episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And again, that's the trigger. Cause do you notice with the trigger, like that you get frustrated, irritable, like, do you notice those kind of emotions come up? When she's contacting mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's leaky anger, right? Anytime mm. we're like, and we're irritable and we're, mm, you know, biting through our tongue and we just feel tense in our body and, you know, the hurt may come after, but that reaction of just, just tensing up and just mm. feeling frustration, that's, that's anger, right? Mm-hmm. And anywhere there's judgment, there's anger. Whether mm-hmm. whether we, you know, if we're judging someone else or if we feel judged, there's definitely anger there. And I get that there's sadness and heartache too. I really get that. But, but you know, you're, you're onto something here by going, okay, well, first I didn't realize how much it, it, it impacted me because it really does impact us to see our parents' relationship with their family either their biological family or their in-laws. And I saw, oh, someone I follow post a slide around signs that you have a parent who had unresolved trauma. And one of the signs is they had unresolved issues with their family, parents, in-laws, whatever it was. And so watching our parents go through that, because as children, we're very protective of our parents as well. And watching your parents, particularly your mom, go through what she went through with your grandmother that's really hard. And there may be anger at your dad for not really sticking up for her. You know, there's, there's a lot there. So have you heard me do inner child work with people where they talk to their younger part? Yes. Yeah. So I would recommend you set up two chairs and have a conversation with little Nicole about what it was like for her to watch that Mm. and to endure that and to see that. You know, we can stick our toe in the water right now and I'll just ask you to close your eyes. And when you think of yourself as a little girl and family occasions or watching your dad or your mom be treated poorly by your grandmother, just seeing that kind of coldness, that rejection, how does little Nicole feel as she's seeing that? Yeah, there's actually a lot of confusion. Even as a child, I just remember thinking, why are we putting up with this like why is it okay Mm -hmm. that we're treated this way and we just have to tiptoe around and Mm -hmm. put a smile on when they come over and and pretend that everything's fine right so can you see how there's not necessarily just anger at grandma there's anger at parents too like why are why are we doing this why are we walking on eggshells why aren't you Mm. handling this why am i as a kid subjected to this it's very frustrating as a kid to see your parents not handle things and Mm. keep you in situations that make them and you tense. Welcome to the holidays for most people. So what else would she want to say? So she's confused. She's asking why it's okay. Why are we walking on eggshells? What else would she say? I'm not necessarily getting a feeling. I'm just getting this flashback to lying in bed with my mum while she cries about mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. And I just remember kind of being her therapist mm-hmm. throughout that. Right. And do you mm. think that was an appropriate or healthy role for you to be in? 
No. 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 And then it was kind of your job to fix it. Right? Mm. Meanwhile, who was meeting your needs? Mm. Who was making sure you were okay after walking on eggshells all day? Who was making sure that you knew it wasn't your job to take care of mom? So that's mm. a big responsibility. And we want to make sure none of that pleaser and that peacemaker coping strategy is impacting choices to have a relationship now. Yeah, that's definitely a, a part of it. And you're right, the meditation wasn't about having a relationship with her. I love that you've made that distinction. But I think a big part of even thinking about not having a relationship with her is about dad will be upset because he still wants their approval and mum will get the blame mm -hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. And this may sound cold or insensitive, but that's their problem. That's theirs mm. to deal with. It's not your job to take care of mom and dad. They had their whole adult life to deal with this. Your dad had all the time in the world to sit down with his mother and say, this is my partner and the mother of my children. And if you continue to treat her like this, you're not going to see us anymore. Why do you think your dad was unable to do that? Um, I know that his little boy just needed their approval and mm -hmm. to stand up to them was a bit too scary for him. Yeah. And how do you think it felt to your mom and to you as a child to see your dad choose his parents' approval over his own family? Yeah, I know how it felt. Yeah. It was... Um, yeah, pretty yeah. shit. <laughs> pretty shit, right? And this is where yeah. we can have compassion. We can see your dad and go, oh my gosh, like he was still looking for their approval. But we can also be like, you know what? And that's not okay. Like just mm. because he has an unresolved wound doesn't mean I have to put myself in a situation to well, compromise myself or to make him better. Because then you're just moving into enabling. Mm. And if your dad ever is going to wake up, somebody's got to break the pattern. Yeah, I know. I have had that thought as well. It just feels like a really big step to take. <laughs> well, again, and it's not your job to break his pattern, mm. but it is your job because little Nicole needs you and you have a mm. daughter now. And maybe grandma mm. or great grandma is different with your daughter than you. And we can talk about that in a second, but little Nicole needs you to protect her. Mm -hmm. And that's why I would suggest doing a longer empty chair process around everything she's thinking, everything she's feeling and what she wants you to do. So if we were just ask her right now, just go with your gut, see what comes up. Does she really want a relationship with dad's family, particularly grandma? What would she say? Like instant emotion. She just wants me to stand up for her. Yeah. And what would that look like? I feel like to start it just needs to be setting really firm boundaries and speaking up for her, mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. And if that's not received well, then it, it may end up that we don't have a relationship, but I can just start by, yeah, speaking up and standing firm in what's okay and what's not. Mm. 
And what would speaking up involve? What would you say? What were, what would be some of the boundaries that you'd put down? Um, just kind of calling her out when she's speaking shit about my parents. It's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that may look like is grandma, if you continue to speak about my parents like this, I'm going to hang up. It's not getting yeah. into defending. It's not, don't speak about them that way. They're really lovely. You did no, no, no. A boundary is if you continue down this road, I'm hanging up or I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. What else? Sometimes she sends these kind of quotes that are passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And instead of just kind of replying in a way that makes her think she hasn't gotten to me, just actually replying and being that's not okay or, you know, please don't send stuff like that. Yeah. Or just calling her out on the actual meaning behind what she sent. Yeah. Yeah. If you have something you want to say to me, please say it directly and not in a passive aggressive way. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how is little Nicole feeling as we're talking about these specific boundaries? She's really happy. <laughs> She's like, finally, you're doing what yeah. I wanted my parents to do. <laughs> right? Yeah, literally. Yeah. 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 So first I acknowledge your courage in, and just your, your love in, and your honesty in saying, all right, well, I realized the cutoff was just kind of covering my eyes and plugging my ears and going, la, 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 pretending I don't see it. Mm. And for lack of a better word, I don't like this phrase, but running might've been a cop out. Mm. And so in that heart meditation, there's, there, there's healing and love that wants to come forward. So in addition to talking to little Nicole, letting her, you know, speak her feelings, letting these tears come up, maybe, you know, screaming into a pillow, hitting a pillow a couple of times, just being like, why are you treating them like this? And dad, why are you allowing this? And where's the adult in the room? Like just, you know, letting yourself kind of go and, and even imagine like yelling at your grandmother, yelling at your mother or father again, because when I coach people to yell at people, I'm not saying call them up and yell. And then they're like, Oh, and you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have those thoughts. I shouldn't, they're, they're in your body anyway. They're in your mind. They're in your subconscious. So you might as well get them out. If it's hard to do verbally, you can do in a fuck you letter or you can do in, you know, I'm so mad at you because, or what, however you need to get it out, but it's important to get the anger out. And then the other important aspect so that you can, cause it's, cause there's two parts, right? There's holding your boundaries And then there's you not getting triggered because getting triggered sucks and it raises our cortisol level and it messes up our day and messes up our mood and your daughter's going to feel it. And listen, I'm human. You're human. We're going to get triggered. It's going to happen. But part of evolution and really, you know, growth and consciousness and personal development is that the length of time between triggers is longer and the time we spend in a trigger is shorter. That's how we know we're really making progress in order for you not to have so many triggers or such heightened triggers, you eventually, after you process the emotion, have to get to forgiveness because forgiveness when we haven't dealt with the raw emotion is bypassing and it's just mental. We don't really feel it. And what you're going to forgive is you're going to forgive the judgments and misunderstandings that you've held on her. You know, like I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that my grandmother rejected me. Like I can't be rejected. I am love. 
you know, I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that it's my job to protect my mother or my father. So it's not like you're, I forgive grandma for treating me and my mom and my dad like crap sometimes or having us walk on eggshells because that's more about condoning the behavior, which is not where true forgiveness comes from. We forgive when we let go of the judgments and misunderstandings that we're holding that keep the trigger in place. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So after you deal with the raw emotions, I'd write out a list of the judgments and misunderstandings. You know, even I forgive myself for judging myself as less than my grandmother not being able to stand up to her or, you know, as even as a mean person, because we know she's not a mean person. She's just been hurt. And this is Mm. just her adaptive strategy. And a lot of people say, well, hurt people need love the most. And first of all, everybody needs love. (laughs) Everybody needs Mm -hmm. love. And second of all, yes, hurt people need to be loved, but that they don't need to be enabled just because Mm. someone's been hurt. Doesn't give them the right to treat other people like shit. Doesn't give them the right to have no boundaries. It doesn't give them the right to set up dysfunctional dynamics in a family. So, you know, part of forgiveness is letting go of how we judge people but knowing that we can love someone, we can love their soul, we can send love to them, we can really be in unconditional love when we forgive and we're not harboring resentments or anger at someone, that's unconditional love. But relationships have conditions. Hmm. So what's coming up for you as I say all that? Yeah, it all makes a lot of sense. Um, My mind is just immediately jumping to kind of playing out what will happen when I do speak up, um, you know, whether it's something on the phone or if she sent me a message, um, I know that her response is going to be in some way trying to make me seem like I'm crazy and I'm reading things that aren't there and, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. How do I then respond to that? If that makes sense. So it depends on what it is, but remember Mm -hmm. with boundaries, you've heard me say this, if you listen to the podcast, it'd be great if with boundaries, we set them and people were like, okay, I get it. (laughs) No problem. But when we start setting boundaries, they push more. Mm -hmm. So if she says something like that, you can say, it doesn't seem like you're understanding what I'm saying. I think this is the end of this conversation. Okay. Or whatever, yeah, whatever like it may that. be. But mm. the more we try to, we, the more we go into defensiveness and trying to prove ourselves, the more we're back into that pattern of giving away our power. Yeah. Because the minute we defend or try to prove or try to justify or engage in the argument, we've collapsed our boundary again. Mm. Yeah. So when your mind goes to playing things out, because that's just a way to try to deal with the anxiety. Cause this is a big step, mm-hmm. right? Especially mm-hmm. for the little girl. And what you got to tell little Nicole is like, big me has got this. Mm. I got this. You don't have to be the adult like you were as a child. I'm the adult now and I'm going to handle this so she can relax a little bit. So every time you notice yourself going to, you know, rehearsing, just be like, it's okay, little Nicole, I got this. If something happens, I'm going to handle it. Because that's just her, that anxiety and that kind of, you know, thinking, future forecasting 
It's just the part of you that feels unstable. And so it's looking for control and certainty by trying to kind of rehearse it in your head. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's amazing. As soon as you made that distinction, I could feel that it was like little me that was anxious, mm-hmm. not adult me. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for so that. when the anxiety comes up, you just talk to little you mm. and tell her, I got you. This time you're protected. This time mm-hmm. someone, there's an adult in the room that has a voice for you. You don't have mm. to worry. You don't have to take care of yeah. mom. You don't have to take care of dad. You don't have to take care of me. I got you. Mm. Yeah, I can feel how healing this is going to be. I have such a distinct memory. I don't even know how old I was. Um, and I just sat there with my auntie and I just was like randomly, why are you guys mean to my mom? Just, you know, with my childlike innocence and I got in so much trouble for it. And I just know that allowing myself to be that adult now that like I'm allowed to stand up for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm standing up for little me. That's going to just be so healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does this help? Yes. Yes. Oh, good. Good. Well, this is beautiful. And how old is your daughter? She's 18 months. Oh, just a little one. Well, you're yeah. already teaching her. You're already teaching yeah, her. No, you know, no, not to yeah. put up with crap, but we can be loving and yeah. not put up with crap. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of what, especially to women, what is taught about what it's to be a good person and to be loving means collapsing our boundaries and letting people Letting people do whatever they want and be like, well, they're hurt. So I have to just stand here and take this comment or this passive aggression and yeah, be a good girl. And Mm. that's not what you want to teach your daughter. No, definitely not. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to break it. You are. Yeah, you are. You are. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm really proud of you for being the generational pattern breaker. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Nicole, for being so coachable, for being so open and bringing up such a pertinent topic for us, especially at this time of year. And if you skipped over the intro, I suggest you go back and listen because I talked a lot about family and boundaries and guilting and shaming people into doing things in the name of love and family. So I'm not going to repeat that here. Go back and and listen to the intro. Some things I want to highlight here. First, I love that we were able to distinguish with Nicole that in the meditation, she wasn't getting direct guidance. Oh, I need to go have a relationship. It's more about opening her heart. And when we open our heart, one of the things that we really can find is where we're holding on to resentments, where we're holding on to judgments, where we haven't let something go, where we haven't forgiven. So in essence, what we got to is there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger here. There's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of anger. And in order to unconditionally love someone, or let's just take out the word unconditionally, because love, like true love, is unconditional. As we established, relationships have conditions, but love itself is unconditional. So in order to get to a place of real love, like being able to think of someone and, and feel love toward them, we have to forgive the anger and the resentments and all of that. We can also love someone and not be in relationship with them. So Nicole might get to a place where she really forgives her grandparents. She even forgives her parents for not sticking up for her. And she feels just love and compassion toward them. But her discernment's like, and given their behavior, the way they talk to me, I just don't want this person in my life or in my daughter's life. And that feels like the most self-honoring decision. And that way it's coming, it's actually coming from love. 
love is discerning. <laughs> love, love is like not, oh, I just let people walk all over me in the name of love. Love is, you know, what is really truly for the highest good. And the highest good for her may be to not have them in her life. Or it may be that she sets these boundaries. Who knows? But the first order of business for her is to get at the anger, to talk to her little girl, like her inner little girl, not her biological child, and give her a voice, really mother her inner child because her mother couldn't stick up for herself and she couldn't stick up for her child. And it's really hard as a child to be torn between I'm really mad at my relatives for treating my mom so bad, but I'm also kind of mad at my mom because she's not sticking up for herself. She's not sticking up for me. It's such a confusing position for a child to be in. And so for all the parents out there, it's really important to handle your, for lack of a better word, shit with your family before bringing your kids into it because it just puts them in the position of feeling bad for you, not knowing what to do, having a strained relationship with your external family, feeling pulled, you know, maybe you go to family events and you're married and it, it strains the marriage and then the kids see that. So handle it. Don't come from obligation. Don't come from guilt. Don't do family things because you're guilted and shamed into doing them. And quite frankly, you don't have the courage to stand up to your family. Like that's what it ultimately comes down to. Like, do you have the guts? Do you have the balls to stand up to family members and be like, this isn't going to fly with me anymore. This behavior, this dialogue, the way we're doing things. And it's not about giving ultimatums, but it's more just saying a boundary of like, if this communication continues this way, then we will not be joining you for the holidays. And I know that sounds an awful like, like <laughs> an ultimatum, but it's more about like, these are the standards that my family lives to. And we are, we are happy to see you. We are happy to enter, entertain, engage just like Nicole would be happy to have her grandmother in her life and have her grandmother have a relationship with her great-granddaughter, but there's certain boundaries that have to happen. There's certain needs. There's certain things that cannot be tolerated. So again, forgiveness first, and true forgiveness isn't condoning behavior. You all know this because you've listened to the show. It's really about forgiving the judgments inside. And then we are able to come from an uncharged place and evaluate like, okay, what really is for the highest good in the situation and how do I really want to handle it? So for Nicole, it was, all right, I'm not going to cut her out of my life because that really is coming from a place of both anger and cowardice, right? Not wanting to deal with it, but really it's coming from a place of she hasn't deeply forgiven. So it, she can't get clarity. And again, not about forgiving her grandmother more about forgiving the actions, the judgments, the resentments she's holding inside so she can be free to really make a decision from her heart and come from love. And again, it could go down the road of boundaries and she tries that like she thinks, or it could go, you know what? It's just going to really feel better if I, if I don't have this relationship in my life and I complete this relationship and I focus on my relationship with my immediate family. And I bet that she will get that clarity when she does this inner work. And another thing she has to forgive herself for is buying into the misunderstanding that she's responsible for her mom or dad's feelings, especially dad, who she predicts will get upset if she really puts this boundary into place. If he gets upset, maybe that will be the thing that has him finally deal with his own upset and disappointment with his mother. Maybe not, but it's not for her to handle. She has to stop protecting her parents. 
not the child's job to protect the parents. So takeaways for you, I really want you to get honest with yourself about some unhealthy, even if they're subtle family dynamics. And will this be the year that you speak your truth, that you put a line in the sand and say, this isn't happening, that you have a carefrontation conversation with people about the way certain things are going on? Or will it be another year of swallowing your feelings, people pleasing, moving from guilt and obligation, or just avoiding family altogether? Your choice. Your choice. No judgment from me. (laughs) But I encourage you to maybe make this the year where you get really clear about, okay, what does love really mean? Love does not mean pretending. Love does not mean lying. Love does not mean people pleasing. Love does not mean guilt, obligation, and shaming people into doing certain things. And also look at where you're harboring resentment or anger. Like where do you need to do some work on forgiveness so you can truly open your heart and not come from a reactive place? Because although I recommend boundaries, I don't recommend boundaries from a reactive, angry place because that's not going to feel clean and that's not going to feel loving. So the more you clean up internally, the more you'll be able to communicate, express, and hold these boundaries from a truly loving and authentic place. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 